This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. And welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day. Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. And we're back with another episode, ready to talk some Disney. Before we get into all that, if you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, wherever you find me, Disney World Today. Definitely posting more on Instagram and TikTok. Still working on my YouTube. I'd love to kind of put more uh, time and effort into some of those videos, but uh, if you can, check me out there as well. Also, if you're wherever you're listening to this, if you can, leave a rating, a review, hit that subscribe button. It's all super quick, super easy, uh, especially the ratings and stuff that that, uh, that helps the old uh, algorithm, getting uh, more people to you know listen and, and hear this podcast. I feel like I have some decent uh, Disney opinions and views and, you know, moderately entertaining, I like to hope. Uh, so if you can, uh, that helped me out, uh, especially on Apple. If you're listening to this on your iPhone, uh, if you can, you know, subscribe. Even even if you don't want to listen every week, just hitting that subscribe button helps. If you write me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. Last week, if you haven't checked it out, if you didn't listen, if you're a new listener, last week we talked about celebrities at Walt Disney World. That's right. It was kind of a uh, a more loose fun topic compared to the one a couple weeks ago. But uh, last week, pretty much, we were just talking about, you know, your experiences in in meeting and seeing celebrities at Disney. You know, Disney is one of those places, it's pretty rare, and it's kind of cool. Like, where else do you go on vacation where you can just run into celebrities? You know, I guess maybe if you go to California, you know, Los Angeles, maybe you can run into a celebrity. Um, I went to California once and we did like the whole, we did Disneyland, we did Los Angeles, Hollywood, we did like a tour of like a movie studio. I didn't see any celebrities. You know, Disney, you can run into a celebrity. You can see, you know, whether it's a, you know, maybe a smaller name TV actor, a Disney Channel actor, or a big name movie star. Um, You know, if you listened last week, you heard... You heard me tell a story, my dad's favorite story, uh, when we met Tom Cruise at the Magic Kingdom. Tom Cruise, you know, one of the biggest movie stars in the world of all time, you know, and he was just chilling at the Magic Kingdom. It was pretty cool to see. Um, And after the episode, I was just doing some research, some Googling, and uh, I actually, so if you didn't listen... uh, my family and I, we were on vacation at Disney. This is like 2011, 12, 13, somewhere around then. And we're at Typhoon Lagoon, and my dad's sitting there, and he sees, you know, s- someone in the water with like a circle of security around him in the wave pool. And he thought that was really weird. You know, it obviously had to be some sort of celebrity or big shot. Okay, we didn't know, you know, who it was. Later, like that night, I think my sister saw on the news or in a magazine that Tom Cruise was at Disney. So we, you know, assumed that it was Tom Cruise. My dad was so happy that he spotted Tom Cruise, uh, you know, at Typhoon Lagoon. A few days later, we run, a, we, we literally like run into Tom Cruise at the Magic Kingdom. He was just hanging out by the teacups. His daughter was riding the teacups and there was one cast member with him, 
no security that we saw unless he had like an undercover guy with him but we went up to him talked to him shook his hand and it was like no one around it was crazy uh but i was googling that and i actually found like the tabloid pictures of tom cruise with his daughter at typhoon lagoon which is crazy to see kind of brought me back but we talked about celebrities at disney last week you know it's such a cool feeling you know maybe you're like me and my family like it would always be a cool feeling to come back from our disney vacation you know and you're either telling your friends or your coworkers like oh my god you're not going to believe who i saw at disney it's kind of a cool kind of bragging moment you know you can run into a celebrity like that so that's what we talked about uh, it was a fun episode a lot of input from you guys on celebrities that you've met and seen at disney if you haven't listened already check it out it's available everywhere but for today's episode, I wanted to spice things up a little bit. It's mid-October. Halloween is right around the corner. I wanted to do something Halloween-ish. So this week's episode, we're doing top five scariest attractions at Walt Disney World. All right, here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Like I mentioned in the intro, it's October, it's Halloween time. Wanted to do something somewhat Halloween related something to get us in the mood so i figured let's get a little spooky with it let's talk the scariest attractions at walt disney world now scariest what do i mean by scariest this list is going to have a little bit of everything it could be rides that are scary because they're scary there could be scary because they're thrilling could be scary because i just find it terrifying um Kind of be obviously opinion based, but I love doing my top five, top ten lists. Um, honestly, I would have loved to do a top ten, but I don't know if I could come up with ten scary Disney rides. Um, you know, that's the whole thing with Disney. People will kind of always say that it's more for kids, like they don't have enough thrill rides for teens and adults. You know, Universal has, you know, more thrilling attractions. So. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to argue against that. Um, I think Universal does have more thrilling attractions, but I think there's plenty of, um, you know, plenty of thrilling, scary, fun attractions, exciting, you know, at Disney to kind of fit all ages. Whereas Universal, like I would go to Universal with my family when I was a kid, um, you know, my, when we would go, my huge family, we, uh. You know, the me and my cousins, like, we were the only ones pretty much doing all the rides. You know, my grandma, grandpa, my aunt, my mom, my dad, my younger sister, like, they wouldn't really do that much. Like, so Universal is great. Yeah, they have thrilling rides. But how many rides do they have that the entire family can ride together? You know, I, I'm having a hard time thinking of any. You know, my dad has motion sickness. My grandma and grandpa, they weren't going on some of those crazy rides you know, what are the rides you can all ride as a family together? So, you know, Disney has that. They have that option. They have, you know, a little bit for everything. And, you know, when I was making this list, that's why, you know, maybe uh, maybe some of my picks will be like, that's not scary. 
we got to look at it from a different view. You know, maybe it's not scary to you, but there are, you know, scary elements. Scary can mean, you know, exciting. It could mean dangerous. It could mean mysterious. So we're going to get into that. I'm going to go over my top five. And of as always, I do have some honorable mentions. Um, you know, for my honorable mentions list, I kind of had to dig into the all-time um, kind of spectrum. I couldn't just do... You know current attractions but there's some disney attractions all time that are definitely you know pretty scary so i want to kind of just jump right into my number five pick here i'll do my uh i'll do my four um and then i'll do some honorable mentions and we'll do our number one but for my number five pick we're heading over to epcot my number five most scariest attraction at walt disney world is of course mission space the one attraction that I will guarantee you bet everything that I own that I will never ride again. That's how scary it is to me. Mission Space. I feel like this is a uh, this attraction is the topic of many conversations. You either hate it or you wrote it and you think it's okay. I feel like there's nothing out. I feel like there's no one out there who loves it. I feel like there's no one out there who says this is their favorite attraction. But I can find and talk to countless people who are like me and say, yeah, never again. Mission Space, when that opened, we were pumped because Epcot, you know, it had Test Track and that was pretty much it for, you know, more thrilling attractions. So Mission Space, it's themed about, you know, obviously going to space and Mars. That sounds cool. The building looked cool. Everything about it, about it looked and sounded really cool, really, really fun. When it opens, um, you know, I'm, I'm 13 years old. It opened in 2003. And this is the point in time where my entire family wasn't going to Disney together. I believe our last time together was 2002. So 2003 rolls around and we kind of stagger our trips. My aunt and my cousins go earlier in the summer. Then my, my sister and my parents, we go later in the summer. So my, my aunt and my cousins go. There's this new attraction at Epcot. And they come back and they tell us, yeah, it's really intense. They don't recommend my dad going on it. He gets motion sickness. My sister is kind of the same way. She gets scared of rides. So they don't re recommend it. So I don't think I went on it for, for a couple years. I think the first time I went on it I was when they introduced finally like the two different versions. So Mission Space opens and... You hear it's intense, and then you kind of hear stories of people passing out, people throwing up, people getting sick, people dying. You know, you hear everything. I'm pretty sure this was a ride that they had to add in barf bags, you know, after after it opened because it was so intense. Like, you know it's bad when later on they create a different version, you know? It used to just be one version. Now there's the green side and the orange side. The first time I wrote it, I did the tamer side, and I didn't think it was that bad. Um, when I got a little older, I had to be like, I think I was, I want to say I was 20 or 21. I think I was 21. I go to Disney. My buddy Chris comes with. My cousin's down there. We all meet up. We're at Epcot. Let's do it. Let's do the, the extreme side. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'm 21. I'm invincible, right? We're walking through the line. All of a sudden, like my heart's racing. I'm starting to sweat. I'm starting to panic. We get on the ride, and I am completely having a meltdown. I have my first ever panic attack, anxiety attack. 
both. I don't know which it was, but I am freaking out. But I'm trying to suck it up and just get it over with. So we start the ride, and I think I have my, my eyes closed the entire time. I'm screaming. I'm praying. I just want to get this over with. I don't want to die on this ride. The, ride's, the ride ends. We get off. I'm sick. I feel like absolute garbage. And, you know, I, I'm a 21-year-old. I'm trying to be cool. I just kind of play it off like, eh, you know, I'm just tired now. I don't feel so good. That night, I'm laying in bed, and I can't sleep, and everything is spinning. All of a sudden, like, I'm nauseous throwing up because everything is spinning so bad. That ride gave me the worst vertigo I've ever had in my life. That was the first time I've had it. I've had it a few times since. I could not sleep for like two or three days. I spent a complete full day in the hotel room by myself while my family did Disney. Another probably half day of just laying in bed. And like the worst part was that like nothing helped. Like laying there did not help. Like the only time I felt okay was when I was asleep. And it lasted like one or two days. And it was just completely just the worst. And I will never ride that attraction again. I had a panic attack. I had vertigo for two days. It, I lost two days of my vacation. I'll never go on that again. Like I, I am part of that club. Like I don't care what you say. I don't care if you want to do like the tamer side. I'll never go on again. And to me, that's scary. A ride that gives you a panic attack. A ride that you're thinking about. Um, yeah, it's got to be on the list, especially for me with my personal experience. You know, I the ride itself. You know, going to space and stuff, that isn't really scary, but it doesn't help that you're in a small confined space, get a little claustrophobic, you know, you're kind of spinning, it's a simulator, so I think Mission Space rightfully deserves a spot on this list, and for me, it had to be there, and uh, yeah, I'm never going on this again, no matter what. Let's move on to my number four pick now. My number five was uh, very traumatic, so number four, not as scary, but... Probably the most mysterious one on my list here. My number four pick, Expedition Everest. Scary rides. I think Expedition Everest for a couple reasons. Like one, the buildup and the theming of this attraction is second to none. It's great. It's amazing. Everything about it, like it just draws you in. It makes you think like you're actually going on you know, an expedition to Mount Everest. It makes like it makes it think like you're actually going. You're there. You know, just walking through the the queue. Even even before that, um, when you're kind of just walking up and you see, you know, the mountain in it from a distance, and you get closer and closer, and you know the the area music. It really just you know engulfs you, and you're you're a part of the uh, the attraction. And you know, I've talked about it in previous episodes, like. Walking through that line, like looking at like the stuff they have in the queue, like uh, they have like artifacts and pictures and all this stuff about like yetis and hunting yetis and like the folklore and myth behind the yeti. When you're standing in line, like I'm a I'm a grown ass adult. Like I don't I'm standing there. I'm like, is this real? <laughs> you know, I'm looking around. I'm looking at like pictures that they have. Um, like old Polaroid, Polaroids almost like in some of the cases while you're waiting in line. I'm like, is that, is that a real picture? That's terrifying. It's like a blurry picture of like a, a Yeti creature. Um, and I think that is a part of it. Like 
not even taking into a f like in like factoring in the actual ride itself just walking through the theming is perfect you know especially when you kind of like ride it at night it's dark it's ominous it's spooky it's scary whatever you want to call it um but i think it deserves a spot on the list because of everything that builds up to the actual ride like everything about the yeti the myth behind it the folklore like there's a sense of realism to it which like that's what you pay like good money for at disney like that's what i like about disney that's what i like about you know expedition everest itself like it's one of the best original themed attractions ever it's so good just walking through the line like i i get scared i get nervous um and that's even before you get on the actual ride like the actual ride itself i think is also scary for a few reasons one you know you kind of get on and you make your way to the top and uh you realize how far how high you're going and you know walking up before you even get on you see and you hear the people screaming and you know there's a big drop um so you're making your way up and as you're like making that um that climb towards the top uh when you go during the day that's scary in itself because you can see everything you can see hollywood studios you can see the swan and dolphin you can see everything in the background you're like whoa like we're pretty high up here um and then of course you get to the part where the track is broken you know you're facing forward track's broken you're kind of thinking like uh-oh you know when i was a kid i'll be honest too like you get to that broken part and like you're not going that slow you get like you get to the broken part when i was a kid like i was actually afraid sometimes that like the ride would like malfunction and keep going straight off the track like that terrified me but then we all know what happens next you go backwards in the dark one of the most intense feelings ever one of the most scariest feelings ever that part of the ride like makes me not ride it sometimes because it gets me sometimes a little sick makes me panic a little bit like when you're going backwards that fast in the dark you know kind of at like a slight angle at the end like it kind of messes with your head like it almost makes it seem like you're like upside down you kind of lose you know your your bearings there um then of course you kind of straighten out you see like a shadow of the yeti uh later on in the ride before the big drop you see the big animatronic yeti and then of course you have the big drop you're going fast like it's a scary ride um and that's you know the the giant uh animatronic yeti doesn't even work anymore but i don't think it necessarily has to you know when it was working when the ride first opened they used to kind of lunge at you um which is that's scary too i think it would add a little bit to it i don't think it's a deal breaker um but just everything around the ride i think it, a lot of it you know has to do with the actual build up the queue the you know the intimidation factor i think that kind of adds to you know expedition everest being you know scary a scary attraction and i think it belongs you know on the list pretty solid choice at number four if i don't say so myself moving on to number three on my list let's head over to the magic kingdom my number three pick is space mountain now i think we have to say that the main reason why this one is on my list because it's in the dark it's completely in the dark it's a indoor coaster everything's pitch black besides like some of the glowing art and decor that they have and like the cars um but there's just something about space mountain being in the dark that makes it you know a, a scary attraction 
I got to say too, I'm six foot six, six foot seven, uh, pretty big guy. So part of the reason why it's scary for me is I am terrified that like I'm going to hit my head or anything like that. Like I, to this day, ride Space Mountain and I'm always kind of just ducking just in case. Like I know there's probably a height maximum. I don't know what it is, but it just seems like I'm going to hit my head at any point during the ride. So I'm always like kind of half ducking throughout the ride. And also too, like I got long legs and those cars are tiny. And when I sit down, like my knees, like almost like hang over the side of the car. So I'm like also scared that like, I'm going to like bang my knees, like on the track or like, a car, you know, something like that. So like, that's all in my head. Um, you know, obviously you're in the dark, you're going fast. There's a bunch of sharp turns. It's, you know, it's a roller coaster that's kind of old. Uh, so it's not the smoothest ride. So I think that kind of adds to the scary factor as well. Um, <laughs> you know, when, when you're, so there's just something about being in the dark, you know, anything that happens in the dark, because you can't, um, you know, in a moment of panic, you can't really like look away and be like, oh, it's okay. I'm right here. Or, oh, okay. I can see like, there's just something about it. It disorients you. It, it kind of messes with your equilibrium. And you know, I think part of it for me is, you know, my size and being scared that I'm actually going to hit my head or you know, I, I, there's no way I would be able to ride with like my hands up. I don't think, uh, if I did, I am pretty confident uh, that I would like hit my hands or fingers on a track or a car or something like I, there's no chance of me sticking my arms up on space mountain. Um, you know, it's just the, the intensity of it um, definitely adds to it as well. I think I got, I got to add in too, like sometimes what makes these rides scary too, is seeing like all the warning signs. Like I can picture the space mountain one kind of, um, you know, right before you kind of get split up into the left or the right side there. Um, there's like that warning sign to like riders, like if you have all these problems and like, you know, I'm not that young anymore. Um, so I'm able to kind of look at things and be like, oh, that's a little worrisome. Like when you see stuff like heart issues, neck problems, back problems, like, like, man, my, you know, my back kind of hurts, man. I kind of, my neck kind of hurts. Like, I hope, I don't think I have a heart issue. You know, that's the stuff that like goes through my head nowadays. Um, and I know Space Mountain, I know it's fast. I know there's sharp turns and stuff. So I think everything uh, that I mentioned kind of just goes into it. But I think, I think why I, I was between putting this at three or four. Like I had Space Mountain and Everest next to each other. And I it, I was just having a hard time deciding which to put where. Um, but the fact that Space Mountain is completely in the dark is what kind of drove me to, to put it here. So I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go with number three, Space Mountain. All right. Moving along quickly on my list here. Number two, we're going to be staying at the Magic Kingdom. My number two pick is, of course... The Haunted Mansion. Now, there's just something about the Haunted Mansion. I, I you know, kind of talked about the same thing with Expedition Everest. It feels real. You know, that I, I know you're in a theme park. I know you're at the Magic Kingdom. I know there's cast members who work there that are normal people. But just walking up and walking through it and around it, you just get these creepy vibes from it. The, the Haunted Mansion, that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be creepy and spooky and scary. And yes, yeah, some of it is more of like um, 
sarcastic humor, like the, the, the graveyard and the tombstones and stuff. But there's just something about it. It, I would be afraid, honestly, I would be afraid to walk around the haunted mansion, like by myself with the lights off, with everything off. It, if you said, Kevin, you want a contest, you get to hang out in the Magic Kingdom by yourself. I would stay away from the haunted mansion. That creeps me out because I don't know. There's it, it looks like a haunted mansion. The the decor, the the fact that like it looks like this old manor. That that stuff has always creeped me out. Like old timey, you know, ghosts and old timey houses and and lifestyle. Like that creeps me out. You know, just to start. So, you know, walking through that thing. It's creepy. There's, it's like eerie. You feel like little drafts of cold. It's like ominous and like oddly quiet in there. And uh, then you go through like the actual ride itself. Like as a kid, like that's the first ride I remember ever crying on. Maybe the only ride I've ever cried on. I remember riding it with my grandpa and we're going through like kind of towards the end, the graveyard scene. And one of the, like the heads like pops up from behind a tombstone. And I just started screaming. You know, even before you get to that part, like just the, the narrator, the voiceover, very creepy, very dark. It's uh, like I said, it's dark in there. Um, <clears throat> and when you ride, you know, through like the actual house, like it, it looks like an actual house. It makes me think, you know, oh man, I wonder if my house at, you know, at home is haunted. Like <laughs> you start to think and there's all these little nuances that add to it. Like it's one of those rides too, where you kind of like every time you ride it, you can pay attention to these like smallest details and notice something new and i think that's what's like kind of adds to it like you can write it and notice something be like was was that always there did they add that am i seeing things um i think that adds to it also too like i've heard stories and rumors that cast members have said and told that you know some of them are scared of working there they don't like to be there you know after hours with the lights off or cleaning like i've heard stories of know people going in to clean you know and them hearing things and seeing things move when they're not supposed to and you know some cast members would say it's actually haunted and like that freaks me out too because you know what if it is like who knows like <laughs> you just never know um but that's just like all part of the disney magic and you know it being the haunted mansion you know and when you're a grown adult it's not like oh my gosh i'm so scared but it's like that just eeriness the, the creepiness that kind of makes you think. Um, and that's why it kind of um, deserves a spot on this list. And I think that's why at number two, again, you know, it's in my age group, it's not super scary. It's just the creepiness, I think, that makes it scary. The eeriness, the theming, the fact that you can walk around it, walk inside of it, and, you know, a part of you is always kind of like, is this real or not? I think that definitely plays a role. So my number two pick, of course, The Haunted Mansion. And of course, before we get to my number one pick, I have some honorable mentions here. Like I kind of talked about earlier in the episode, kind of did some all-time uh, attractions instead of just current ones because it was uh, you know, a little hard to think of some more scary ones that are still there because honestly, I don't think there's that many. Um but when I was making the list, there was a few that I had to add. And I think the first one, you know, if you're not old enough to remember, look it up. Alien Encounter at the Magic Kingdom. It's where uh, Stitch's Great Escape currently is. 
absolutely terrifying. Like, I can't believe sometimes that this was in a Disney park for so long. Basically, it's like the same setup as Stitch's Great Escape, if you don't know what it is. And you, you go and you sit in the room, and instead of this nice, friendly, blue creature named Stitch, it's, you know, an alien from, like, the movie Aliens from, like, you know, the 80s Sigourney Weaver. It's like a terrifying, scary, vicious-looking alien. And the alien would escape, and the lights would go off, and you'd, you know, hear him you know, behind you and crawling on you and jumping on you and absolutely terrifying. I remember going on this as a kid way too young, um, being a little scarred because at that age, you think it's real. You think there's this alien loose in the, in the you know, in the seating area, tormenting all these guests, the lights being off. I remember there's like a strobe effect and sirens going off. The entire, entire attraction was so scary you know, even like the beginning part, you kind of walk through and they give you a breakdown that they got the, like this creature and, you know, don't, you know, don't worry, it'll be fine. And then it, it, when you're a kid and like the alien escapes, like it, it just seems so real. And it was around until, you know, the early 2000s. And I'm guessing they changed it because it was just way too scary. You know, little kids were terrified. I was terrified. Even now, I, if I if it was still around, I'd probably be a little scared of it. But Alien Encounter, if you weren't old enough to remember it or experience it, look it up. It was terrifying. Like, like wow. Um, looking through my notes here. Um, I also had, uh, speaking of kind of extinct attractions, Test Track. So the part of Test Track that is scary, or at least was scary to me, was the part at the end before you go to the outside part where the door opens right before you crash into it and then you're outside and it takes your picture. Like, especially on the older version of Test Track, they would kind of tease that moment in the pre-ride video. Um, the host, like, his name was Bill McKim, he would tell his assistant to kind of pick some tests um, for us to try. And then she would like hit a number like on her keyboard and um, you would see a picture or a video of a car crashing into a wall, like a crash test. And you're like, everyone would always be like, whoa, oh, you're like, you'd hear it. Um, you know, and then you get to that part of the attraction. It's still kind of the same. Now you, you kind of roll up uh, to that part and the doors close and you're like, oh, that's weird. Um, and then of course you go and it opens at the last second. And again, as a kid, when I was younger, like in my head, sometimes I would think like, what happens if it malfunctions and doesn't open? You know, like I think that was scary. I think that was definitely scary, especially when you were younger. So I wanted to add that in there as well. Uh, I had Thunder Mountain on my list, you know, not, you know, it's not really like super scary, but the fact that it's a coaster with some sharp turns and stuff, I wanted uh, to add it here just as like a more thrilling, scary and again, kind of like Test Track, this one is kind of old, but still there. Dinosaur slash Countdown to Extinction. Now, the dinosaur attraction at Animal Kingdom, when it first debuted, it was called Countdown to Extinction. Um, and basically, uh, I, I swear it was more... Um, so, like, you know when you're, like, riding around, like, in the car, it's very choppy, and you're kind of moving around, quick, sharp turns. Like, I swear it was rougher back then like I swear it was faster it feels like the bumps were choppier um 
I think that's the one, like, the seats were a little different, so you'd kind of slide and get almost, like, thrown all over the place. But it was terrifying, because here, okay, think about it as, like, a younger kid. Like, take the dinosaur, you know, friendly Aladar, you know, character out of it. Like, you're going back in time to rescue a dinosaur before an asteroid hits, and also beware of these meat-eating Carnotaurus T-Rex-type animals that are terrifying. It's dark, it's loud, it's, there's sirens, there's, you think you're actually like, you know, when you're riding on it, like there's a part like where your car gets like stuck and you, you actually think like you're stuck in the mud and everything about the original Countdown to Extinction was terrifying, uh, especially when it like takes your picture, you know, imagine riding that for the first time, like now we all know it's coming, but the first time, like you're scared, um, you know, then they kind of rethemed it to Dinosaur and I swear they made it a little tamer, I could be wrong, you know, but I, I swear it was, used to be a little um, more extreme. So had to put that on there. And also maybe Small World if you're creeped out by like dolls dolls and stuff. Yeah, there's got to be someone out there, right? <laughs> like, you know, that kind of stuff can kind of can kind of be creepy. So it's on the honorable mentions. All right, finally, my number one, you can probably guess it. If not, when you hear it, you'll be like, ah, yes, he's right. My number one pick for the scariest ride at Walt Disney World is... Of course, Tower of Terror at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Kind of similar to Expedition Everest. This one starts before you even get to the attraction. When you're walking down Hollywood Boulevard, you see it in a distance. It's ominous. It's scary. You know, spe- depending on the time of day and night, like when at kind of um, you know at night it looks pretty scary. At sunset, it looks eerie and ominous. Then you walk up a little closer and you can hear the screams of people. Like, that sells it right there. That lets you know um, that you're in for something. And, like, I, I wonder how many people were about to ride it until, like, they heard those screams. I bet you there's kids, people who were walking up. Oh, what's Tower Terror? Yeah, let's check it out. And then you see the doors open. You can see that there's people there. And then you hear them scream. I would bet there's people who, at that moment, changed their mind and said, yeah, Never mind. <laughs> like, there's got to be people like that. Um, you know, you walk in, and again, it seems like a creepy, abandoned, haunted hotel. The old-timey music creeps me out so much. So much. I don't care about spider webs, cobwebs, you know, uh, cast members being, you know, creepy. The old-timey music does it for me. Like, no thanks. Um, you know, and then you kind of do, the, like, the pre-ride. You end up, like, in the... Uh, was it like the boiler room with like the, <laughs> the elevator shafts there and tower terror, it's terrifying. It's in the name of the attraction and it's the, the scariest ride at Disney. The theming again adds to it. It makes you think you're actually there in a haunted hotel that, you know, the, <laughs> there's, you know, nothing can help you. Nothing can save you. Uh, you know, then the ride itself, the drop rides, that's scary. Cause you know, uh, when you're like us and you ride it a lot, you know when the drop's coming, but still every once in a while you're just kind of waiting for it. That's kind of scary. But if you've never been on it before, it goes from like pitch black. Like you some you kind of don't realize like that you're actually up that high already. You know, you're kind of distracted, you're going around, you're in an elevator that somehow moves forward and backwards and left and right. And you're like, oh man, this is crazy. And then all of a sudden you're dropping 13 stories and Everything about it, there's, you know, the myths and the folklore behind it makes you think it's real. 
the actual ride itself, your pitch black, old-timey music, the theming, all of that, I believe, uh, makes it the scariest attraction uh, at Walt Disney World. And again, you know, this list is uh, kind of just based on my opinion. You know, maybe you've ridden it a thousand times and you don't think it's scary at all. I look at it, like, from a different lens. Like, look at it from, like, an outsider's perspective. Everything that goes into it, I think it's, you know, a borderline perfect attraction uh, especially with the theming and everything, like they accomplished their goal. Um, and all, for all those reasons, I think it deserves the number one spot on this list. That pretty much wraps up my list in this episode. It's fun, you know, doing top five lists and talking, you know, Disney attractions. You know, I talked about it earlier in the episode, like, you know, Disney isn't really known for having scary attractions. They don't want to have scary attractions. They want, you know, they want to make attractions that everyone can ride and, you know, Universal, that's where it's different because, like I said, like 90% of the rides at Universal Studios, you know, the, my entire family can't and doesn't do. You know, so it kind of defeats the whole purpose of going there on a family vacation. Whereas at Disney, you can kind of get a little bit of everything. Um, you know, with Halloween coming up and we're on the subject of like spooky, um, scary attractions, stuff like that, I do kind of wish they had more like for the Halloween party for like the older, uh, the older crowd. I love the Halloween party. I love the parade. I like seeing all the decorations, the, uh, you know, the shows, the special like shows and stuff. Very cool. Love it. Special food. Cool. Love it. They could do more. Let's be honest. They could do more. Like I don't expect them to be like Halloween horror nights at Universal Studios, but I think it would be cool if they had some sort of themed either haunted house or haunted experience, something. They need to do something. It doesn't even have to be part of the Halloween party. Make it separate. Make it at Disney Springs, a different park, a, a resort. Like one of my ideas was like having some sort of like haunted experience at Fort Wilderness because it's, you know, they have a lot of land over there. You can probably set up some sort of either haunted hayride or haunted trail or haunted corn maze or haunted house, something. Um, it would kind of get people to that resort. It would give people something else to do. You know, the Halloween party, like, like that's what they kind of do. They like, even with the Christmas party, like the only like thing, like Christmas experience they have really is just like the party at the Magic Kingdom. Like it should be resort wide. Um, so you could have Mickey's Not So Scary at the Magic Kingdom. Maybe you have like a haunted trail at Fort Wilderness. Maybe you have like a haunted house at Disney Springs. That way you have like different experiences like spread out, you know, throughout the resort. I think that would be pretty cool. You know, it's it would give something for teenagers and adults and older people as well as the kids. You know, it's not singling anyone out. Um then, uh, you know, maybe you could draw more people in and just have like a greater experience. So that's my idea. What do I know? I like to consider myself an, an amateur Imagineer, but I think I got some decent ideas. I think that'd be a good one. You know, if, I, you know the, if you've been to Fort Wilderness around Halloween, like a lot of the people who stay there, a lot of the regulars and a lot of people who stay there, like they'll decorate um, their campsites and you can kind of see all the decorations uh, when you're driving through. And I think they have like a golf cart parade, if I'm not mistaken. But like, promote that more. Make it make it an event. Make make something there that's like permanent every year. So, that's my idea. 
Uh, just kind of trying to get in the Halloween spooky spirit. Um, talking spooky, scary rides and everything like that. So that's all I've got. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, remember to follow me on social media. Instagram, TikTok are the main two. Disney World Today, you can find me there. My DMs uh, on Instagram are always open. Uh, you, can, you can send me a message anytime. Talking Disney, talking life. If you have uh, suggestions for the show, ideas, topic ideas, anything like that, hit me up there. And again, if you can, subscribe, rate, review. Um, you can leave ratings on Spotify now, super easy. Uh, if you hit that subscribe button, it helps me out, helps out the algorithm. Uh, if you're listening on your iPhone, someone I could use, I'm desperate, I could use a new review. I haven't had a review in months now. Uh, I think I think I'm just going to give up on asking. Um, even if you've left one before, you could just leave me like a nice little short one. All that stuff, I love reading it and uh, kind of helps motivate motivate me to uh you know keep this show going like i said it's it's a passion project for me so i just kind of do it for the fun of it so that's all i got i hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day if you're listening to this on friday have a good weekend stay safe stay warm if you're like me in chicago right now next week's forecast guys not looking good i just want to move to florida already all right always remember it all started with a mouse (laughs) 